This is the Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world committed to enabling and empowering the capabilities of L&D through marketing. It's quite possibly the best podcast you'll ever listen to today. Ahoy hoy, Marketing for Learning friends, it's Ashley here with a bit of a croaky voice so I probably sound slightly different, I'm a bit under the weather, but I just wanted to do a quick intro here. I'm delighted to share the webinar that I did with the LPI yesterday, um, giving attendees, we had over 450 people uh, sign up for this which was crazy and I think about 220 uh, attended which was mad. Um, and it was a, a webinar designed specifically for those who are interested in understanding a little bit more about the Marketing Masterclass uh, and the six-week course that we are offering in tandem with the LPI, who have now certified that Marketing Masterclass course, which is absolutely amazing. I give you a little bit more insight into what it actually involves, what the course structure is like, the, the different modules that sit inside it, and also give you a little taster there's also a link in the show notes if you want to watch it. Uh, it's on YouTube as well, um, depending on if you prefer video over audio or you want to look at um, an awful lot of pineapples on my slides, then probably YouTube's a bit better for you. Either way, whatever format you prefer, I hope that it gives you a little bit more insight into what we're doing there and hopefully I can meet some of you soon. The next intake is February 22nd um, and of course if you have any questions at all you can email me at ashley at mass m-a-a-s dash marketing at .co.uk even or you can find me on LinkedIn Ashley Sinclair. Without further ado, Fabulous. So as Michael already alluded to, my name is Ashley Sinclair. I'm the Managing Director here at Mass Marketing. And I'm here to talk to you guys today about the Marketing Masterclass that we've got together here with the LPI. It is what I'm going to do is tell you a little bit more about the course and what it actually entails. And I'm also going to give you a really clear taster session for the, the latter kind of, I don't know, half hour or so, just to give you a clear idea of what we do, how we do it, and uh, more importantly, how much value you'll actually get from participating in the course. I've been running mass marketing for over three years now. We've worked with over 60 clients in 12 countries. Um and on top of that, we're starting to really get some incredible traction with our clients. Um, we're shortlisted with our client Decor Academy for the External Learning Solution of the Year at the Learning Awards, which is it not, is it next week? No, week after. Um, and on top of that, we are, as I said, really passionate about helping this industry evolve their understanding with regards to marketing, marketing campaigns, and marketing thinking. In a nutshell, I'd hope we can say comfortably that I know what I'm talking about. So let's strap in and let's get started and let's talk a little bit more about the masterclass. Before we go any further as well, as Michael already said, there is a chat panel by all means, throw some questions in there. If I can see them and they're they're um, relevant and not interrupting what I'm doing, I'm happy to answer them. Otherwise, I'll pick them up at the end. I've intentionally carved out a bit of time to allow questions there at the end as well. So Hopefully, all of you guys here understand the value and legitimacy of marketing our learning programs and interventions. Nevertheless, I wanted to start with the why. 
because I'm a marketer, of course. So why on earth do our learning initiatives fail? You know, when, when I'm talking to my clients and we talk, you know, about how they're seeking change or improvements in their overall learning performance, they're often discussing a lack of engagement with their employees. And to me, these kind of categorize into three key areas. Number one is that time and time again, I've done countless discovery sessions with multinational organizations and their employee bases across the world. People don't know that their learning even exists. They don't know where to go and they don't know precisely what's available to them. You know, it's the amount of times I've spoken to organizations who have who deliver, uh, you know, a, a, a series of workshops across the year. But there's no specific place where employees can actually go and peruse and see what's available to them. On top of that, it's not always great from our perspective we don't work really hard at building habits with learning we know that one and done doesn't work from a learning science perspective we know that people need to consistently learn and have multiple touch points in order to really embed a behavior we don't seem to translate or apply that thinking across our marketing efforts so what i often see is when we are doing marketing in lnd it's typically done on an ad hoc basis it's usually done to promote a specific program or workshop or event that we have. And it's rarely done with a kind of learning brand view in mind. It's very much, we want you to do this, or this is available. Here you go, go and do it. And as a consequence of that, we're not very good at actually consistently managing change. So again, if we migrate to a new learning platform, how are we actually communicating that consistently to our people over a period of time? And the result is that there is a massive disconnect in a lot of organizations with regards to learning performance and employee engagement. We are also, as a consequence, seeing a massive decline in budgets this year. So, Michael, I don't know if you could get the poll up for me. I just want to ask you guys, before we go any further, are you seeing, or this year, has your budget been cut? Is it stayed the same? Have you gotten more? Just kind of curious to understand. I'll just let that roll for just a couple of minutes, not even a minute, 30 seconds. Okay, so far decreasing overall is definitely the more dominant. Wow, yeah, okay. So some are, you know, nearly 25% is getting an increase, 16% um, increasing, but just for new headcount, which is interesting, especially if we're talking about marketing. But over nearly 60% of you guys have seen a decrease in your budgets. Very reflected in what I saw on LinkedIn, I did this poll just late last year asking my audience the same question, is your budget decreasing or increasing? The overall message is that our budgets are decreasing. So what does that mean for us, right? We've got a decrease in our budgets. We can't continue to contend with the same challenges. And often our solutions to these challenges are, okay, we have an engagement problem. It must be that our learning isn't, isn't as modern as it should be, or, oh, it's our learning platform. People can't navigate it. It's clunky. It's not the most you know modern LXD, HCML, whatever new acronyms are coming out on the market. We are always looking at tech to solve the problems with our employee engagement. But I put it to you guys, 
that maybe we should consider the fact that perhaps the technology isn't actually at the root cause of many of our learning challenges, not just employee engagement. So what you'll probably find if you do the masterclass is we do like an upside down triangle. Marketers love a funnel. Um, but to me, the major issue that we contend with, you know, you guys have all 60 percent of you guys just told me that you've lost some of your budget this year. That probably means that the your C-suite, the board, your senior leadership are watching you. You know, you're probably under more scrutiny than normal because your budgets have been cut. We're in a recession. Things are things are hard for us. But what's caused that loss of budget? Well, to me, maybe we're not getting the impact from our learning. We're difficult. We're not being able to show the value of that. We're not getting changes in performance and behavior. The learning culture isn't where the organization wants it to be. What's causing that? Well, employees aren't engaged. You know, this is what my clients say to me time and time again. My employees are not engaged. Why? Well, nobody's really communicating with them. They don't actually know that learning exists and they often don't understand the value of learning in a way that resonates with them. I argue that the core and the root cause of many of our core issues in L&D stem from a lack of awareness in learning. Kevin Costner was wrong. If you built it, doesn't mean they're going to come. So we need to work a lot harder as L&D practitioners to actually raise awareness of our learning content and programs, platforms, et cetera, beyond these single email interventions that I see or beyond that program-oriented way of communicating, which is very focused on single, single actions. This is happening. Go do this. So we need to start thinking about marketing, which I expect all of you guys are because you're here today. So... The Marketing Masterclass, what's it really, really about? I've been, um, Hannah and I have been delivering this for nigh on a year now, um, and it is designed specifically to help you guys improve your skills in marketing. It is tailored uniquely to L&D's skill set and challenges, as well as some of the key issues that we see time and time again with our clients, such as uh, limited availability of communication channels, for example, um, you know, I'll, I'll get onto it a little bit later, but some of the key core skill areas that we look to develop in L&D uh, are slightly different than maybe a marketer would require. Either way, it is practical and tactical as well as strategic. By the end of it, you'll learn how to build a learning campaign. You'll actually know how to do that in your own organization so you can go and do that yourself. There's two people involved in the masterclass, both myself and Hannah Wadhams, marketing director at Mass, are both facilitating these. So sometimes it's me, sometimes it's both of us, sometimes it's Hannah. You get access to both of these experts and myself and Hannah have been working in the world of learning as marketers for nigh on 20 years now combined. And you know, so we, we have a lot of experience and a lot of understanding and we've direct, we've specifically tailored this course to align to what it is that we know L&D need based on the conversations that we've had with many folks like yourself time and time again. So what does it actually entail? It is six weeks. So it starts on February 22nd of this month, and it is completely instructor-led virtual training, which means we use 
platforms like this, we use Zoom um, and we use things like Miro, uh, lots of breakout sessions. It is very, very much a workshop model. And we also use flipped classrooms. So on top of that, there is usually some level of pre-reading or preparation work that we ask you to do, as well as then one kind of 90 to 120 minute workshop per week. You are assigned homework most weeks. Um, we are looking for application of knowledge here, not just attendance. And that's obviously how we can ensure it is certified by the LPI as well. And so we say to people to kind of expect around about four hours a week or to commit about four hours a week or so to actually make sure that you're going to get the most out of the sessions that we've got. So that's kind of the, the core bits, the, you know, kind of the boring admin -y bits, I suppose. So what does it actually cover? What, you know, what, what key areas are we looking to focus at? So for me, marketing for learning comprises of four key areas. We start with marketing mindset. That is so, so important. And I'll get onto that in a minute so that we can actually start to understand our audiences better. So we work really hard on helping you guys to better understand who your learners are. We show you how to develop learner personas. And we focus on pain points and key emotional drivers and talk a lot about why that's really important. And then we look at you looking at yourself. Um, so really more deeply understanding what your learning function is, um, what your learning function brand brings to the table. You know, what's your value proposition as a learning brand? What do your learners think of you? And why is that important? Um, you know, what's, what's going to actually help you guys stand out in amongst a very, very noisy corporate landscape? Of course, we talk about campaigns, as I've already said, we go really deep into not only campaign strategy, but tactics that sit within it, such as the ADA model. Um, we talk a lot about consumer journeys and things like that and actually help audiences, um, attendees to not only understand how to build a campaign, but we also equip people with tools to actually be able to do this. So we go into a lot of detail around things like copywriting, um, uh, visual language, storytelling, things like that. And then, of course, you know, we wouldn't be marketers if we didn't teach people how to actually capture data, what data is important and what we should be doing to actually measure performance to help us iterate and evolve our approaches. So these are the six sessions. As I said, they run once a week, starting on February 22nd. They run every single Wednesday from them for six weeks. And we start with marketing mindset. As I said, we find a lot when we speak to clients that the way that we think about our learners is kind of a bit broken. Um, there is, you know, I've, I've genuinely heard people say, well, they should want to learn because they work here. Um, and so we, we focus a lot on actually breaking down some of those pre-existing ideas about how we affect people's behavior, how we influence. And a big part of that is really getting into our audience's brains and understanding who they are, which feeds very nicely into learning how to actually build out personas. Um, again, that's homework. <laughs> you have to build a persona and that's something that we looked for everybody to do. They're not quick. It's not a quick process, but it is a very, very, very valuable one. Then we talk marketing strategy, tactics, as I said, copywriting, visual language, storytelling, branding, all that sort of stuff. And then a very, very practical session, which every single attendee of our cohorts have said is so useful, showing how to actually use like design tools, email platforms, data management tools, things like that to actually really improve your capabilities. And then we bring it all together into that campaign aspect. So what does this all mean? How does it all come together into building out a learning campaign? 
And the main view of that really is to help you build out a marketing strategy for your learning function. So not only does it help you kind of get an understanding of the lay of the land in terms of where you are now, um, almost like market research, really understanding the market that you're in, the position that you're in, um, you know, where, where are we now and where do we want to be? And as you can see, then we cover things like tactics, consumer journeys, campaigns, testing and evaluation. It's everything that you need to be able to effectively execute a marketing strategy yourself. So what we're trying to do is equip you with the knowledge and skills to be able to take this back to your teams and start to roll out these practices and tactics internally. Me and Hannah always say, if we put ourselves out of a job, we've done well. As I've said, I'm very, very passionate about empowerment and enablement in this industry. And I truly believe that it is vital for every L&D practitioner to embody some of these core skills because it is going to make a massive, massive difference to how we engage and connect with our audiences, which ultimately, hopefully, leads to improvements in performance and better business impact. So that's basically what it entails, but I wanted to actually give you guys a little bit of a taster. You're not just here to know, you know, what, what does each session talk about and what are we going to talk about marketing strategy? So I wanted to give you guys a little taster. This is a cross-section of stuff across uh, a few of the workshops that we do, just to give you an idea of what, what we discuss, how we discuss it, and hopefully get you thinking a little bit too. So First things first, marketing is a process of understanding and then influencing people's behavior. This isn't something that I always see us kind of hold very dear in L&D when we're thinking about marketing. In fact, usually when I do see any sort of marcoms coming out of L&D, it's done in a flurry of activity, very knee-jerk. Oh, we have this thing, we need to promote it, we got to do it quickly. So ultimately, we're not really focusing on how we can influence. We're just trying to get some noise out there in, in an effort to get some traction. But it's really, really important that we do think about our people as people because we need to answer this fundamental question. What's in it for me? We can't influence audiences and we can't influence behavior if we don't answer this question. And most comms that I see that come out of L&D, if they haven't been on the course or haven't engaged with us, is very, very focused on the business objectives. So these are all things and reasons that I've seen people try and promote learning or get learners to do learning because L&D wants them to or the business wants them to. I have genuinely seen people do that. You know, another, of, co of course, tactic is making things mandatory doesn't work. Ticking the health and safety box, great. No one cares. I don't care if, if the business is compliant. I care about maybe not breaking my back, lifting a box or something like that, but I certainly don't care if it affects the business. No, and this one's my favorite. You know, new platforms or new program uh, launches. It's really, really important to L&D. We've spent so much time, energy, budget, resource getting these things in place. We then make the leap to think that that is important to our audiences, but they haven't invested all that time and energy. So these, these are all tactics and strategies that don't make sense to audiences. There's nothing there that will motivate your employees to want to engage with learning. 
there's a distinct disconnect between what an employee actually wants versus how we're communicating with them. And as a result, it is causing disengagement because they just can't see the value. I love this stat. This is from last year's LinkedIn. It might even be 2022's now, actually. LinkedIn's workplace learning report. Employees' top three motivations to learn. If it helps me stay up to date in my field, if it is personalized specifically for my interests and career goals, if it helps me get another job internally, be promoted or get closer to reaching my goals. It's all about them. It's absolutely fundamental that we focus on our audience's wants and needs, not the businesses. Of course, the reason you're trying to get people to learn is to accomplish a business goal, whatever that might be, get them onboarded, reduce turnover, increase a skill somewhere, build new leaders, whatever it might be. But those explanations don't mean anything to the audience. So we need to dig a little bit deeper into understanding our audiences so that we can actually connect with them and we can actually build out communications and marketing strategies that answer the what's in it for me instead of just communicating with them on a level that suggests the business to do X, Y, or Z. Is there something you want to say, Michael? No, nothing at all. Sorry, I just heard a noise. (laughs) Ah, sorry, no, all good. Thank you for everyone for popping their questions and comments in the chat. We will pick those up in a few, a little bit. Yeah, fabulous. So if we're focusing on understanding our audiences on a deeper level, We've, you know, if we think about that influence piece, how can we influence people? How can we affect behavior if we don't understand who we're trying to influence? So just answer in the chat, please, by all means. Can I ask you guys, do you, does anybody here build out personas? Does anybody have a learner persona? Does anybody have a, a deeper understanding of their audience? Or is it just my employees, my learners? Is there is there any segmentation going on in your organizations? Michelle's attempting to do it at the moment. Yes, we try to. It's on the list. Yeah, we have personas. We have personas. We do audience workshops. Great. Okay. So some of you guys are doing this. Empathy maps. They sound interesting. How many? Oh, I've lost my image there. Well, you get a pink screen instead. How many of you guys... Are the, that you said are doing personas are just doing personas based on people's job titles. Senior manager, manager, leader, junior person, entry level. Okay. So I see this a lot where job titles are used as the primary way to segment audiences, you know, and it is actually very, very, very problematic for us. And here's why. Wow, that was jazzy. Because personas are more than a job title. You know, I'm a managing director, but that's not my identity. You know, that's not who I am. That's not what motivates me to sit at my desk. I'm also a mother. You know, I'm a a fiance. I also uh, own another property. So I'm a landlord. You know, there's other things going on in my life, other motivators that have nothing to do with my job. So the the worry for me when we start to segment just on job title is it doesn't actually, you know, if we think back to that influence piece that I mentioned, 
it doesn't tell us a lot about who they are. You know, it's, it's really difficult for us to understand their motivators, their challenges, their pain points, if all we're doing is applying segmentation such as leader versus manager versus whatnot. So we really recommend, as I said, we have a whole uh, workshop just on building out personas. There, you know, and I'm not going to get into like the deep and dirty of it today because it is a, a meaty session. But they do combine market research, qualitative and quantitative feedback. You know, we're looking at more deeply understanding your audience's emotional motivators. We're looking at understanding things like their personal goals, what they're motivated by. You know, are they are they wanting to achieve career growth, climb the corporate ladder? You know, maybe they just want to come and do a good job at work, but they, you know, they're mostly working because they have a really cool hobby that interests them. You know, these are really important things for us to understand. You know, the level of engagement that someone has with your organization and your learning will really affect how you actually communicate them. You know, someone who knows nothing about your product. Like imagine, imagine Coca-Cola. You've ne- Somehow you live in this world and have never heard of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola would need to explain to you that they're a fizzy carbonated beverage that's refreshing and is available in any country and they have a red label with a white you know, white logo or vice versa. If you know Coca-Cola, they don't need to do that. They they sell you the idea of, of Coke. They sell you values. They sell aspiration. It's a totally different marketing message just from that alone. So it's not enough for us to just segment by job title. It's not enough for us to just segment by, you know, other, other kind of demographic areas such as you know, uh, geography or things like that, because it doesn't really give us any information. You know, we need to understand people on a much deeper level. And as I said, the masterclass really shows you guys how to actually build these out, how to do the work internally. You know, you need to do focus focus groups. You need to get feedback from your employee base. We can't just make assumptions. So this, this session would tell you how to actually deeply understand your employees' motivators, emotional drivers, and then ensure, of course, that your marketing for learning efforts are actually effective. And as a consequence of that, it also helps you not only do better marketing, but actually do better learning too, right? Because we always say that personas can also be used to help you understand your audiences fully, i.e. build learning that meets those needs too. So it's kind of two sides of the same coin that just enable you to have a better understanding of connecting with your people. And as a result, of course, hopefully learning is going to be more effective. That's going to get you the results that you're seeking. And then that's going to have a positive effect on your learning culture and the perceptions of your learning brand as well. So, you know, when we really think about understanding our audiences, it goes a lot more deeply than just these kind of demographic geographic levels. You know, we're looking to understand behavior. We're looking to understand psychographics, you know, their wants, needs, desires, pain points, fears. This really gives us a texture and color to our audiences to actually connect with them and influence their behavior. We can't do that if we're just selling the idea of learning and nothing more, because most people won't connect with that. And we need to be, we need to do that. Because again, every client I speak to says two things. Well, more than two things, but these are the main things. We don't have many ways to reach our audiences. 
And it has gotten very, very noisy, especially since COVID. So not only are employees disengaged, we don't have a a way to easily connect with our audiences. We have limited channels as an L&D function. You know, you guys aren't me as an external marketer can use, you know, LinkedIn, TikTok, paid ads, Google, whatever. You know, you do, you are limited to the internal channels. There are more than you think, but ultimately, we need to learn how we can cut through the noise. So something I always say to people is your learners are consumers. They're not predestined to learn. You know, they don't come to work and think, yeah, I can't wait to do that compliance training. It's not on people's agendas, you know, and whether you like it or not, they're making sometimes very subconscious decisions on whether to engage with learning or not. As I just said, it's very, very noisy out there. There's a lot of noise in the organization, but there's also a lot of noise outside of the organization. And sometimes we forget that we are in competition and we're not just in competition with the corporate landscape and the level of comms that comes out there. But actually, we we like to think that we're the only source of learning, right? But there's so much noise out there. There's YouTube, there's Netflix, there's Tinder. (laughs) There's a lot going on and there's a lot of other things that are grappling for your learner's attention. So if we want to get their attention, we need to understand who they are so we can influence, so we can connect with them, so that we can ultimately, hopefully, change their behavior. We are existing in this landscape, whether we like it or not, guys. You know, th- this is the noise that we're competing with. So we need to we need to bring a level of sophistication to our communication efforts because if we don't, it will continue to be ignored. So how on earth do we do that? A big part of the masterclass is focused on actually building out your capability as a marketer. As I said, it is not just this, it's not a fluffy course at all. It's very detailed and it is very, very heavily weighted towards empowering you guys to take the reins on this after you finish with the six weeks. Now we have a thing in marketing called T-shaped marketers. Some of you may have heard of them, maybe not. They're kind of two different, and you know, it can be applied to any, any function really, but T-shaped marketers basically have skills and knowledge that are both deep and broad. So rather than just being a specialist in one key area, such as copywriting, they also have a broad understanding of a lot of key areas. Now, this is my vision for a T-shaped marketing for learning marketer. For me, copywriting is one of the most major skills that we need to build as an L&D function. We do a lot more writing than we think. You know, that isn't just emails that we send out to promote our courses. That's also the course descriptions on our learning management systems. You know, that's also the communications that we have between our leadership team, our internal comms team. There is a lot of skills that we can develop in copywriting. And the beauty of copywriting as well is you can apply them immediately and and see really, really quick results. So we focus a lot on copywriting in the masterclass because as far as I'm concerned, it is one of the biggest skills that we need to develop. 
But these are some of the key areas that we also focus on. So much more strategic thinking, you know, how we can actually start to be serial connectors with the business, partnering with the business outside of a, a specific business need, how we can be more commercial, how we can look beyond single instances of communication and think more broadly uh, about our marketing efforts as a whole. We also look at things like design. So I'm, you know, frankly obsessed with Canva. They should probably give me some sort of affiliate link at this stage. It's such a cheap tool. Everything you're looking at here, this presentation is built in Canva. I think it costs like eight quid a month or something like that for the pro version. It's dirt cheap. It's very easy to use. So again, we talk through the masterclass of how to actually use this tool. It will supercharge your L&D function. You're not gonna have to go to a graphic designer to ask them to do something for you. You can turn something around in 10 minutes. It's magic. And as I said before, another key area that we focus on is mindset. You know, actually how, how we think about our learners, how we think about ourselves and how we can evolve our attitudes towards learning so that it, so that we can be a little bit more future proof, but also, you know, embrace this marketer mindset because it is slightly different, but it does really, really play a role in effective marketing. So to me as a marketer, these are kind of, and you guys might embody these already by all means. I'm not suggesting that these don't exist in, in any of you here today, but this is kind of what we want you guys to have once you've left you know so be much more strategic in your marketing approach brand obsessed you know really bold approach influencing the organization taking that first step forward being a visionary you know being a trailblazer leading from the front you know being more connected to the business again you know a major complaint I hear time and time again is that we're order takers and we're tired of it well, let's stop that then. Let's start leading from the front. And, you know, in order to change things, sometimes we've got to change things. Um, and again, you know, that comes with a, a kind of slightly different attitude as well. And for me, one of the big ones that I would love us to embody a little bit more is that process side of things. So, you know, much more iteration through data being data informed, not data driven, um, allowing data to actually give us some insights into what we should and should not be doing, but also give us much wider insight into the efficacy, not only of our marketing approaches, but our, our learning interventions too. So it's a very, very robust course. It isn't just skills, but it's also helping you to reflect on yourself, helping you to reflect on the organization and your learning function in terms of, okay, you know, what are we trying to do? You know, I was on a, a call this morning with a prospect and I asked them, you know, what what's the goal of your learning function? And it was actually difficult for them to answer at first because we don't always ask ourselves these questions and we should, you know, so if we really want to ensure that our learning is as effective as it can be and we want to get that engagement and you know I'm pretty certain every single one of you here wants to move to an, a learning culture where your employees seek learning out of their own volition without being prompted that's the dream right you know this is the first step in getting there and changing cultures you know I'm not promising that it's going to happen in the next two months these are long-term processes but this is the beginning of the change so just for a little bit more clarity, it's only open to in-house L&D. 
So it's not open to external consultants, vendors, or anyone who sells learning services or tech. It is specifically for those who are in-house. And that means that those who do join have a really wonderful experience in terms of discussion forums and peers where they can also learn from. You know, we found that a biggest one of the biggest parts of the masterclass is everybody kind of connecting together and getting advice from one another. You know, in the last one, we had a few people who worked in the same industry. And so they connected and, you know, kind of battled their child, their unique challenges together. So it's a nice way to network and connect as well um, with the assurance that there's no one going to be or no one's there for a commercial reason. I suppose it is purely for you and it is there to help you upskill. If you're not sure at this stage, in my opinion, the marketing thing solves a lot of challenges. It overcomes engagement issues. As, as I showed you in that diagram, to me, engagement isn't the problem. In many cases, people just don't even know <laughs> what's available to them or where to go. I'm not saying it's the only problem, but it is one of the problems. It also helps you to start to build better habits with your learning. Again, as a consequence, we should be starting to see a shift in learning culture over time, not immediate, but over time. Hopefully move into that self-driven learning environment that I know a lot of you guys want. We want our learners to take accountability for their own learning experiences and us to be the facilitators of that. It's going to improve your skills in marketing. So, you know, according to the LPI, the LPI's accelerator and the capability map, you know, especially the capability map, the marketing and communications is one of the most needed skills in L&D, but it is one of the least represented across the board, which means all of us know we need to be doing marketing, but we don't have the skills to do this. So this course specifically focuses on resolving that issue and empowering you to take this on and get the skills that you need. You don't need to be a 10-year marketer strategist like me to be able to actually really move the needle in your learning function when it comes to marketing. And as Michael said at the beginning, the biggest thing for me is for a very minor investment, you're going to get more out of what you've already got. You guys have shrinking budgets this year. You've you've told me that. 60% of you said that. I think I rounded up 1%. Um, so you might not be able to do a lot with, with your learning proposition this year. So let's make more of what you've already got. You know, let's focus instead of the tech, let's focus on that root, root cause of the issues, you know, the, the awareness and engagement piece for a tiny bit of your time and investment, you can actually increase your capabilities and start to really unpick that root challenge of engagement, awareness through marketing. So it wouldn't be a marketing thing if I didn't ask what's in it for you. You must be asking what's in it for me because I led with that. So as I said, you know, you've got two very, very experienced marketers here in this masterclass teaching you precisely what you need to know to be able to execute this yourselves. There is no gaps. There's no, oh, well, you know, sign up for the next one here. It is a closed six-week course that is very well-rounded and very, very well-reviewed. And I'll show you a bit of that in a minute. It's blended learning. As I said, we use things like Flip Classroom, IVLT. It's designed to make it as easy and accessible for people across the globe um and we are looking at you know different time zones and things like that in the future but for now we're, we're just sticking with that i think 2 p.m time slot and that's uh, gmt 
You get loads of templates, resources, guides, and things like that as well. So again, it isn't just here, go and do this. We actually give you lots of tools and resources to, again, take this away and implement it in your functions. And hopefully you have a bit of fun on the way. You know, we've, we've had a lot of people give us very, very positive feedback that the sessions are really engaging. Like I said, it, they are true workshops. There's a lot of breakout sessions, lots of interaction. It isn't like this today where someone's talking at you for, you know, 90 minutes or 120 minutes. I don't personally feel that that's the best way that we can educate you guys. And therefore, that's why we, we seek that homework and the application of knowledge. And we guarantee that your, your skills will increase. I absolutely assure you of that. I love this quote from Avira. She was on our first masterclass. She's from Expedia Group. As a learning professional, I'm often a tough crowd as a learner, but I was 200% engaged during this program. People who attend find it incredibly useful, eye-opening, aha moments, you know, things that actually give you a lot of oh my gosh, why haven't I done that before? You know, a lot of perspective and, and retrospection or introspection as well, I suppose. You know, Elvira has actually done the personas work. We did a podcast on the Marketing for Learning podcast with her about it. By all means, go and seek that out afterwards as a consequence of the masterclass. And she is seeing incredible results from undertaking that work and applying it. Ultimately, for me, this is where we want to go, right? So, Marketers know that to achieve business goals, they have to put their target audience at the forefront of every decision. They also know that consistent presentation of an idea or brand is the only way to hit hearts and minds. And results are achieved in months, quarters, and years, not moments. So if we want to change the outcomes of our learning experiences, i.e. we want better results, then we must put our learners at the forefront of everything that we do. And that means that we need to understand our audiences, build out better personas, write copy and build imagery that's linked to their wants, needs, desires, and those personas, and effectively build out a strategy that ensures that we are consistently presenting our brand over a period of time rather than this events-focused approach or program programmatic approach that I see done very, very often in L&D. Marketing for learning, it's an investment in your existing investments. You know, you've already invested in your learning experience platform. You've already invested in your learning programs. This is just a little cherry on top of everything else to actually get you the traction that you want. But it doesn't happen overnight. As I've said, you know, you're not going to come off the back of this course and start doing things and then boom, barn, you know, copywriting and stuff like that. Marketing strategy takes a bit of time to affect change, but it does affect change. So for those of you wondering the final details, Michael, I don't know if you can put that link back in the chat for me, please, lovely. Um, it's just 18.50 and the next intake is on the 22nd of this month. So I really, really hope that you guys enjoyed that taster session. Um, hopefully it gave you a bit of an idea as to the sort of stuff that we cover, but also, you know, give you a lot more insight into how we approach the courses, um, how we engage with audiences. And I would love to see some of you join us. Does anyone have any questions or Michael, has there been much coming up in the chat? There has been an awful lot coming up in the chat. I so. um, we've, I'm we've just got some time. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've got a, we've got about two or three minutes. So I'm just going to flick my screen and just look go back to a couple of questions. 
Yep. Uh, Amelia, and then I, I can't recall the, the other person, so apologies. So that one of the issues that they have is that people are very busy and struggle with time. Yep. And the anonymous person said quite a few people we chat to have mentioned that they're targeting frontline workers who don't have the time or want to learn. Have you got any suggestions on how you can tackle the don't have time and learners that don't want to learn? Sure. So number, I'll do the time bit first. It's probably the thing I hear the most is no one has time to learn. Well, you know, my argument is that people make time to learn to do the things that are important to them, right? I think I, there's a stat that I've done in a previous presentation. It was like nine hours of Netflix is watched on average in the UK per week. We have time. Uh, we just don't make time because we don't deem it important. So really, the, the whole point of everything I just was showing you guys today is all about that. We need to understand our audiences better so that we can position learning as something that is valuable and something that people should be allocating time for. Right. Like people have time. You know, things like managers and stuff, they can be blockers. And, you know, again, how do we engage that audience so they understand the value of it? Also very important. But I would argue that everybody has time. It's just they don't perceive the allocation of time towards learning as valuable at present. Secondly, there are cohorts of audiences that maybe just will never learn. You know, I, I personally think an aspiration of 100% engagement is nonsense. It's impossible. You know, when when I, as a marketer, an average good open rate for an email is 22%. You know, you start doing the math on that sort of stuff. I think we also have to accept that in our corporate landscape, there will be some employees who are likely never going to engage with our learning. And that is OK. Have I lost you there, Michael? I lost you for a second there. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, my, my, I'm just having a message saying my connection is slightly unstable, but I'll press on. I've got one, two questions I'm going to put together, if yep. that's OK. Um, the first is actually from Eric. And Eric mentioned that uh, you, know, you, see, you see lots of learning comms in the middle of other communications. You know, there's lots of channels resulting in lots of noise, drowning out messages, etc., and then Laura um, has just literally popped in chat a few minutes ago, which I think links together, is how important is consistency in the messaging? Yeah. So that's something we see a lot, especially with our clients, where internal comms will force L&D to shoehorn their learning communications into a newsletter, for example, <laughs> where, you know, it's like the long, world's longest email. You're scrolling for 15 minutes, like ain't yeah. no one doing that. Yeah. So again, you know, part of the masterclass is around, you know, when I talked a lot about business parting and connecting with the business beyond a specific need. It's a really, really important part of things that we don't necessarily do um, in terms of actually building relationships with the likes of internal comms and actually showing them why we need to have separate communications and why we're not necessarily being um, detracting away from what they're doing by doing that. So, you know, that is a part of it, you know, influencing the business, influencing internal comms is, is critical because they, in my experience, can be friend or foe, you know, they can be real gatekeepers. Um, but if they if they are difficult, there are still ways to do things, you know, a client we just did a, a big campaign for, we we had, I think, two channels, you know, Han, Han in the chat's done, she did an email campaign for a client, and we got engagement 
from I think she'll put the stat that's it that way actually was in in the chat I think it was eight to 24 percent um engagement in their learning platform in a month just six to 24 thanks Han. <laughs> in just one month from just a pure email um campaign so when we talk about consistency it is important because there is a stat out there that the there has to be six or seven viewings of a brand for people to even start to recognize it. So it's really, really important that we are being keeping front of mind. Again, let's use Coca-Cola as an example. There's a reason why even in spite of them being one of the biggest brands in the world, they still do marketing. They still do campaigns because people are fickle and they forget. And so we need to be front of mind. That doesn't mean we barrage them with every possible you know, channel and opportunity, but that's why campaigns work because it's a message, it's an idea, it's a value set that's presented over a period of time, usually with linked visuals, a hook, whatever it might be to actually connect everything together. So consistency is very important and it's something that we need to get a lot better at, I think. Thank you very much. And thank you for coming back with those stats so quickly, Hannah. It's <laughs> very impressive. Um, I can see a couple of people are just saying they're now having to drop off Duncan saying thank you very thought-provoking so thank you Duncan for that um we have come to the end of our time Ashley so what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave up on the screen your slide there and I'm just going to re-drop into the chat panel the link so people can actually go back and have a look at the link to find any information etc there are contact details there so I'm sure if there's any other questions etc we'll be able to answer those um, Ashley, on behalf of myself and everyone that's been on the call today, I'd like to say thank you very much for your time and for giving us that uh, taste of what could be to come on the Certified Marketing Masterclass. Thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. And I'd also like to thank those of you that are left on the uh, on the call just for interacting and taking part and popping questions and queries in the chat panel. I know there's been some interesting conversations between a couple of the of the delegates so thank you for dropping those into the chat panel and taking part that's very much appreciated <music>